Hello, and welcome to the 3D Meetup podcast. For this episode, we're speaking to Paul Eichley. Paul is working as a senior facial rigger in Boulder Media, and prior to that, Paul spent over 20 years working for Pixar. He's worked on movies like Brave, Up, Ratatouille, Cars, Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc., Jerry's Game, and even Toy Story 2. As you can imagine, he has a wealth of stories and advice to draw on, and we spend most of this episode talking to him about the projects and characters he's worked on during his time at Pixar. Honestly, I could listen to Paul talking for hours, and if you would like a little more Paul Eichley in your life, you'll be glad to hear that he will be speaking at our next meetup. So, if you can make it, join us in the vaults at Dogpatch Labs on the 22nd of January, 2020. You can find details in the show notes or on our meetup page. I hope to see you there. For now, though, please enjoy the show. So, Paul Eichley. Yes. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I'm really excited about this. Not a problem. So, you are a senior facial rigger in Boulder at the moment. That's correct. And before that, you were in Pixar for a good while. Yes, uh, 21 and a half years. Okay. And I I really want to talk to you about that. But first, just to give us an idea of how you got into the 3D uh, world, could you give us a bit of your background? Yeah, sure. Um, So, uh, basically been an artist as long as I can remember. Uh, uh, in fact, my aunt, uh, my mom's sister, uh, uh, has a master's degree in, uh, fine arts painting. And she noticed when I was around five, right in kindergarten, hmm. you know, the typical deal when the, the kids bring home their drawings or paintings, right. For the parents. And then she happened to be over there at our house one day and saw the drawing. And she's like, um, Marsha, my mom, she's yeah. like, you're you're onto something here. Your, uh, your son's pretty talented. And uh, she's like, oh, you know, you're just saying that because, you know, you're his aunt. And she's like, no, no, I'm serious. And then over time, you know, through middle school and and, and obviously high school um, is when I really uh, peaked as far as um, wanting to just be a professional artist in some shape or form. Um, I just knew that I wanted to paint, draw, or sculpt. Uh and so, of course, at that time, uh, let's see, now we're talking, <laughs> graduated uh, 1985, um, good old 80s uh, from high school. Um, so I actually um, jumped right into a local community college um, right there for um, a graphic design um, program and ended up getting a... Uh, a uh, in America, it's called a yeah associate's degree, a two year degree um, in graphic design, and then um, immediately got um, a uh, job with a advertising agency. Who uh, he was my um, final semester, uh, one of my final semester professors who noticed my talent. Uh, says Paul, hey, uh, you know, after you graduate, come talk to me, and so. Sure enough, went and, and worked for him as an illustrator and uh, designing logos and, and whatnot uh, in typical, you know, graphic design days uh, where that was just the board and and pencils. <laughs> uh, and the Adobe, you know, the whole Adobe uh, suite, so to speak, right, of Photoshop, obviously, and Illustrator and so on was taking off. And obviously we saw at the agency there, the digital age, even that early, right, was kind of already starting uh, to where, like, it just makes your job so much easier, you know. So we started putting the pencils and markers down and switching over to digital 
markers, so to speak. And then uh, that's where I got my first taste of it mm-hmm. uh, as far as digital uh, art goes. And then the art director there noticed my talent and says, hey, Paul, you you know, you, you might want to even think about 3D. And, I was, and at that time, I I wasn't really thinking about it. Um, it was, you know, it, it was obviously still a very new field. Yeah. Um, but uh, during that time, uh, we're talking, um, yeah, so right around, yeah, it was 89 to 90s, uh, early 90s, where uh, films such as, um, I think, yeah, the very first one that just, just literally just knocked my socks off. Uh, I was floored was the abyss. Uh huh. Yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. So if you remember, of course the, the CG water creature type of stuff, right? Yeah. 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 That's when I realized, Oh my gosh, that's pretty awesome. I want to do that right now for a living, but, um, I had no idea, right. How to go about that. Um, cause it was just so new. The only thing I knew, right, is watching the credits, and you see this company called Industrial Light Magic. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, they're, you know, and you see credits like Digital Sculptor and stuff like that. I was like, okay, then that's that's what I'm shooting for. That's what I got to do, right? And um, I talked uh, Bob, the art director. I was like, hey, you know, I wonder how I go about doing that. And he's like, well, you know, my alma mater, uh, Ringling College of Art and Design just started a computer animation program for the first, you know, first time at his, at the art school there. He's like, you should uh, apply there. I was like, I was like, I, you know, I don't know anything about it. I'm not, you know, I'm I, I, at that time I'm already doubting myself, right? Like I, I don't have any, you know, even experience for a studio. I don't, you know, I'm just an, an illustrator, right? 2d kind of guy. He's like, well, you know, they're going to base it on that talent, right. And teach you the 3d. I was like, I don't know. So honestly, I kid you not. Uh, I never applied uh, for almost a year just because of self-doubt, right? Like, and, and thinking I just wasn't even good enough for even to, wow. as a student, right? Yeah. And he, every now and then it would be like every couple of weeks, he comes in, right? Plugging me, come on, you got to do it. You got to do it. Submit yourself. I was like, nah, I don't want to get, you know, shot down. Because I, you know, at that point I was kind of on a high level of, you know, within the ad agency, graphic, you know, graphic design, doing my thing and, and having a lot of fun. Um, just, but, you know, still watching the movies and cause then other movies came out, right. Which, um, kind of pushed me to the point after not so much him just always coming in every few weeks and just, Paul, you got to do it. You got to do it. Right. But also, um, the mask with Jim Carrey, I don't know if you remember, yeah, his whole zany Looney Tunes type of stuff again, industrial light magic. Right. And then the one that just kind of put me over the top to where I was like, okay, I really got to start taking this serious was Jurassic Park. Mm. When I saw that, I was like, I'm a big dino guy, you know? So then I was like, oh my gosh, you know, now they've done CG dinosaurs already. I'm like, okay, I I, got to do this then. I'm like, okay, Bob, I'm going to apply, you know, just to kind of shut you up a little bit and just see what happens. So I got my 2D artwork, you know, picked up my best drawings, submitted, I think it was like 12, 14 pieces uh, the portfolio and sent it to him. And about three weeks later, uh, I get a, a letter in the mail it says, Hey, out of, I think it was 510 people. They said, uh, you're the one we give out one portfolio scholarship or free ride. And wow. so when I saw the letter, I realized, okay, I, I've no more self doubt. I think I've, I've got, you know, 
what it takes evidently. And so I said, I showed the letter to Bob. He was jumping up and down. He's like, you're on your way. And, and so I, yeah, I gave notice at the agency and they wished me well, obviously. Um, and then started, uh, my, uh, student career there at Ringling, uh, for the very new computer animation program. And then, uh, graduated, uh, there, uh, number one in my class shared it with another, uh, fellow, uh, classmate who was just as, uh, solid as myself. Um, and, and more so I had much respect for him cause I always felt he was the better one. Um, he was just, uh, he was the guy that uh, both left side and right side brain, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, which, you know, a lot of people realize in the, in the computer world, right? Like, yeah, you can do art on the computer. You also have to be a little tech savvy, you know, to a certain degree. And so, um, he had the, the, the better, uh, skills for that at, the, at that time. And as it turns out, he ended up getting a job at industrial light magic, um, first, uh, <laughs> uh which was fine. You know, I, I, again, he, he deserved it. And then, um, it took me a, a few years, uh, later to get out West, but, um, after I did a few uh, stints, uh, different studios there in Orlando, Florida. And can I ask, what software were you working in at that stage? So they technically don't exist at this time. <laughs> and at the same time, they do, but in a different form or shape, which oh, is okay. Um, Alias. Okay. I'm not familiar with it. Okay. So uh, Alias was one software and another one was Wavefront. Oh, okay, yeah, I've heard and that one. And both of those got bought up by Autodesk. Ah. And Autodesk turned those eventually into Maya. They combined ah. the best features of both to come up with Maya, more okay. or less. So, in essence, you know, me switching over to Maya wasn't a big deal because I was like, oh, yeah, this was the old Wavefront feature or the old alias feature and so on. Okay, so you you finish up in college and then you do a couple of years? Yes. So actually, right out of college, I got an internship at Universal Studios. Wow. Um, which worked out perfectly for me to kind of, you know, get used to the whole film studio um, mentality already. So that was a lot of fun um, doing. Uh, but that was a uh, TV, like, uh, you know, back in those days, the uh, flying logo type of stuff, right? Animated characters, right? For commercials, which is fun. I mean, at that time I was having a blast, right? I was a young kid out of college and then, um, uh, did that for right at two years and then, um, jumped over to, uh, Walt Disney, uh, their, uh, not their feature animation, but their, um, same thing, their TV side of things. Um, because that's where my experience was at that time from Universal uh, to work on a show that my good friend Tony, that I was mentioned, uh, actually, uh, who graduated with me there at Ringling, that's where he was and wanted me to take his place because he got his gig out at ILM. And I was like, Tony, take me with you. But, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But uh, I was like, sure, I you know I'll come over and uh, and do that because they had the software that I wanted to learn, which was Alias, and Alias was the modeling package that built all the characters in those movies that I've mentioned, you know the uh, dinosaurs, Jurassic Park, right? The the mask, uh, Jim Carrey, all that was done in Alias, and so that's why I wanted to um, hmm. to go over there, and so yeah. Did that, 
for right at a year um, working on a TV show called Thunder in Paradise uh, that starred Hulk Hogan. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> know. Okay. Hulk Hogan, brother. Yeah. He, uh, he was an amazing guy. I got to meet him in person, shake his hand, and his hand, I, I kid you not, seemed like it was literally three times the size of my own hand. Like, yeah, it was just insane. His bicep was the size of my thigh. Everything was just compounded two or three times the size. Yeah, yeah. Just a, just a crazy uh, but awesome guy in person to meet. Um, yeah, just had that whole persona um, going along with him. Um, and that was a lot of fun because I got to jump around and, and wear uh, many hats because uh, it was more of a journalist type of position, which I was totally fine with at the time. Just to kind of yeah learn shading and lighting and and you know effects all that along with the modeling and rigging which I ended up eventually specializing in. Um, so yeah, did that uh, and then a good friend of mine uh, was uh, wanting me to come over and help them get the Golf Channel graphics department uh, up and running, and uh, that was another. I felt like a uh, how can I say like another step up the staircase so to speak to uh, further my career so i uh, went over there and um helped them uh, get uh, four machines up and running along with four artists um and train them uh in various aspects of the 3d because I, I think most most of them or all of them were all just 2d type of um backgrounds um and so, yeah, I got them up and running uh, to to kind of do the 3D stuff. And then um, saw uh, a notice at the uh, school there in Orlando, uh, Full Sail, um, that um, wanted a teacher for um, uh, modeling and rigging. And uh, they had a RenderMan course that I wanted to learn. So, uh, it kind of worked out, uh, great for both of us. Mm -hmm. So I came over there to teach, uh, the modeling rigging and at the same time learn the render man, uh, shading, uh, which turned out to be, uh, an, another stepping stone, so to speak. Cause at that point, um, that's when I just Submitted my resume out of the blue to Pixar just to see what would happen. And sure enough, uh, a couple of hours later, they give me a call. A couple of hours later. Yeah, I couldn't call. believe it. I, you know, I, so the, the quick inside story, why it was so fast. Um, it turns out that when I submitted my work, and I did not know this at the time, uh, I was working on some, uh, a few pieces that I submitted was personal projects. Mm hmm and I did this image uh, of a walking stick insect. Do you know the one that you know blends in with branches, right? And so I had this whole environment built, uh, all in alias with you know the leaves and the branches. And if you can envision, it was like about a thirty-second animation piece with the jungle ambient uh, sound effects, right? And you know and you're looking at this and it's nothing's moving, right? Cause it's all just branches and twigs. But then all of a sudden the insect that was blended in, right. Starts walking. Right. And so did a very rough animation with it and it walks off camera and, you know, and then camera fades out. And so that was the piece 
that they were super excited about because unbeknownst to me, their next movie was Bugs Life. <laughs> and so it was just perfect timing, right person, right place, right time kind of deal, right? So, you know, that's, uh, I, I didn't know this until after the fact, after I got out there for the interview and they're like, yeah, we really love that walking stick piece. And we want to show you some concept artwork of what our next movie is all about. And I was like, ah, and sure enough, they had um, Slim. I think that was his name, um, which is ended up being my name, <laughs> nickname out there. Uh, so uh, I was like, oh, okay, two and two. I you know yeah. put that together and see now why that um, they had much interest in that. So that's kind of what uh, got them sold on me. And then I got an offer, uh, I think a day or two later, told the wife about it and she's like, let's go to California. You know, it was something we were both kind of, um, shooting for. Yeah. And so, uh, my dream came true, so to speak, of getting out West to work on movies. Um, it wasn't with ILM, uh, but you know, I, I don't regret anything. Um, Pixar, uh, has been a blast. And so, um, yeah, my good friend Tony got, got to see him out there at ILM and visit him a couple of times to see all the, cool creature stuff that he was doing on uh star wars movies and such yeah yeah and then um and i'm over at pixar making uh cartoony characters uh which were still a lot of fun uh but it must have been amazing working at pixar yes yeah it uh you know it's it's interesting with pixar right from that long ago because um you know, I don't, well, it's more or less the golden age, right. Of kind of like, if you think about Disney, right. 2d Disney days of the, the golden age of when, you know, they were at their peak, right. With, uh, like little mermaid, you know, the one that really just got them like, just put on the map again, you know, to do amazing features. And so, um, obviously toy story just, you know, blew people away at the time. Right. And so, um, you know, Pixar started just doing one hit after another. And so, uh, it was just an incredible ride, you know, to, to be there working with, you know, obviously John Lasseter and all these other amazing directors, um, designers, um, animators, and, uh, just creating, uh, how can I say like different techniques, workflows on the fly, right? We were reinventing stuff on each film. Um, you know, making it better, faster, you know, as much as you can on each film. And yeah, just kept reinventing different techniques to, to get the characters out uh, quicker and uh, have more time to spend on the details rather than just, you know, uh, it's real easy to have, um, just kind of a downtime where you're um, struggling just to get even the basics of stuff working uh, on characters, uh, which we did run into obviously in the early days, but um, the, the films in the later years, of course, got much easier because, you know, we kept refining the software, the proprietary software, right? Presto and, our own techniques, our own workflows got, you know, much more refined and and cleaner um, between all of us. We would keep contributing different um, ideas, 
thoughts, you know, to make it easier, faster for us. So what was life like in Pixar and what were you working on first? So actually, uh, you know, they, they hired me on my demo reel, right, with uh, the walking stick insect. And I was all excited, right, to work on A Bug's Life, right, because I've already worked on an insect and they showed me all these designs for more. I was like, woohoo, right? And uh, and then they realized, oh, you know what, we've kind of filled all the spots that we need on it. And all of a sudden I started freaking out. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so I'm not going to be working on the insect moving. They're like, well, but um, here's the thing. We actually have a short film that we want done to show before it. And it involves a very complex human character. And we think you would just be the, the right person f- to do that. Um, and I was like, okay, uh, sure. You know, you you've hired me i'll do whatever you want me to do right and and so um i was how can i say i was intrigued and scared at the same time because i didn't know like i've done a few human characters um before i got to pixar but you know human modeling and rigging and and you know in those days was still very very early uh you can tell right nothing wrong with the human's in Toy Story, Andy and Andy's mom, but they're not, you know, you look at it now, and of course they're super dated, right? Like, of course, you know, cause you've seen recent character or human characters in Pixar movies and there's just, it's night and day. Um, so at that time I was a little worried. Yeah. What they were expecting of me. And then they show me the character design for this short film, Jan Pinkova, the director who came up with the, uh, idea for the film and the character uh, Jerry from Jerry's game. And it's actually, people don't know, maybe a a lot of people don't realize that it was based on his father. Oh. And uh, his days of playing chess with his father. And so this was kind of an homage um, to his father. Actually quite a few films. People don't realize the inside stories of shorts or even feature films have very deep uh, personal attachments to the people that have created them. I guess it's a piece of art. So what yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, yeah. Like some of the characters are based on loosely based on real people, right. And, and, and the director's lives or the production de- uh, designers lives and so on. But yeah, Jerry's game was, uh, how can I say it was an amazing experience and very, excruciating at the same time. It's kind of a trial by fire, wasn't it? Yeah, it was because uh, there was a lot of big eyes on this character starting at the very top with Steve Jobs. You know, he wanted to prove to the world like, hey, you know, we're Pixar and we're going to start doing some amazing stuff and and uh, they wanted a very organic human character done. And it was also a test case uh, for subdivision surface modeling, which uh, hadn't been done uh, for any film at that time. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so there was a lot of uh, a lot of factors that kind of just piled up on me to scare me, but also push me. Did you meet Steve Jobs? Oh yes, yes. Uh, so, a funny little story. Uh, so. I'm in my office working on Jerry 
and uh, my manager comes in and says, Paul, um, we're going to have uh, Ed Catmull and Steve Jobs come in and take a look at your stuff uh, along with my uh, immediate, you know, character supervisor. And I'm like, uh, okay. No <laughs> and pressure. So, again, super uh, excited and super terrified, right, at the same time. Um, and so they did. They came in, and I got to shake Steve's hand. And he's, you know, he's like, hey, how's it going? And how's your, you know, experience going on so far here at Pixar? And, of course, I'm like, oh, it's awesome. And, you know, happy to be here. Happy to build this character for you all. And he's like, yeah, let's, you know, let's take a look. And so, yeah, showed the character. And um, from what I remember, there was obviously silence for a while. And I was like, okay, did I really screw it up bad or do they, you know, or are they just still in deep thought? And, it, and, you know, it turns out they were just, uh, they were pretty amazed with it. So that was a great thing. They were just kind of in awe of, of what it was looking like. And so, um, they were excited. Yeah. And, and that was, that uh, was a good thing. <laughs> um, so, uh, Steve, uh, was already, pretty much um well he's i there were so many company meetings um i you know off the top of my head at least 15 20 if not 30 company meetings that i've been in you know or been at with him right at pixar and each time that i've had either you know a close-up interaction right with him there um at, in my office or, or and more so at the company meetings he's always been inspirational. Wow. Like he's just, I can tell why he, you know, he's done what he's done in his, you know, his life. Right. Cause it was just, he was an amazing visionary. Um, the guy just, when he talked, it was incredible. Like company meetings, you, I mean, a lot of us joke that when we walk away, we're like, okay, we'll do it. We'll work for free. You know, it's just like you, you, you just got really inspired by yeah, the guy. He just kind of has a presence. Yeah. 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 Um, the only other guy that I've, there's a few and I've never met them, but I can just tell from their persona. Right. Um, uh, one other guy that's inspired me like that has just, um, been from TV is president Clinton. Uh, right. at the, yeah. Like when he talked, he was just very inspirational. I know he has a lot of writers, but still, it was just the way he delivered it. It was pretty amazing. So do you think that sort of inspiration just trickled down and that was kind of part of the magic of Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. The same thing um, for Ed Kemmel, mm -hmm. who's retired now, but uh, was the president of Pixar. Yeah, he, when he spoke, he was, <laughs> you could tell his... Uh, IQ level was just at a, you know, in, in another stratosphere, actually. It was just incredible. Um, actually, it was kind of funny uh, when Steve was, you know, in my office there at the time to, when we were talking about Jerry. And so he's like, so, Paul, you've modeled this and, and it's subdivision surface modeling. Uh, and I was like, correct. He's like, and who came up with that? You know, who came up with subdivision surface because he was still kind of new to it all. And then we all look because we all knew it was it was actually Ed. And so we, none of us actually said anything because, you know, Ed was in the room. Right. So <laughs> we we're all just kind of like looking over at Ed and Ed sure enough was standing next to Steve. And he's like, well, I did. I came up. He's like, really? So we own it. 
can we patent it? You know, he was already like, you know, put the businessman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was pretty, pretty awesome to see Steven work already. But, um, he's like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, but you know, we want to share it with the world, uh, which is what they ended up. Yeah. So Maya, you know, a lot of people don't, I don't know if a lot of people know that if you go into the, uh, Maya software and when you hit the smooth yeah. option and in there, there's, it'll say Catmull Clark. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, he co-created that, I should say, with uh, Jim Clark. It must have been so incredible to just be in the world when these things were just popping. Well, not popping into existence, but being created around you. Totally. Yeah, like I was mentioning earlier, yeah, it's it's kind of the golden age. Yeah. Yeah, things were just getting, uh, you know, uh, how can I say, like, yeah, not just workflows and techniques, but like just actual new technologies and they were getting patented, you know, left and right at Pixar. Um, Steve was always on topic. Did we create it? Yeah. Can we patent it? Sure. You know, it was just like, <laughs> and so I can't, I can't even count the number of patents. Um, oh my gosh. Over the years that I've been there, hundreds easy. Yeah. What was the most impressive or kind of game changing patent or invention that you saw? Uh, for sure. Well, right off the bat was the subdivision surface modeling, no doubt. Um, then over time, the cloth, uh, so there was cloth dynamics, right. That, um, uh, actually was developed there. Um, and particle stuff like, you know, effects type of, um, work was being, uh, also, pre-developed there and of course RenderMan itself right the shading was also a big factor that uh, drove a lot of the industry um which at that time again in the golden age that was all like you know that was great stuff but like anything especially in, in technology right it, it everything keeps getting better and faster and cheaper and and, and more advanced so nowadays you know, you got other things that have kind of, I feel, have, which is a good thing, have kind of surpassed, you know, some of the stuff that we've done, right? Um, uh, I mean, a great example, right, is the video game industry, yeah. you know, where they're doing so much, not more, but they're just doing so much, well, so much more qu quicker, right? Like, you know, real, real time yeah. type of, um, standards which in fact one of my memories um at pixar we have quite a few speakers right from other studios or um you know even hollywood uh, industry it's, uh, itself right uh, writers and um directors from live action come in and give talks quentin tarantino right as an example um but one of the presentations that still is in my head to this day that just you know well, not just my jaw was dropped, but I think just about it, right? And the Pixar audience. And, and so we have these presentations in our main uh, screening room there. It holds like 400 people. And so it was a presentation by uh, Valve Studios, right? And the, the reason why it, it blew us away was because of that very uh, deal of the video game uh, standard where, you know, I, they had laptops, okay, <laughs> to kind of give you an example. 
and so, you know, when I do presentations right now, I have a laptop or something, and I'm like, and it's all pre-canned, right? It's yeah. pre-recorded, and so, you know, you're just doing your thing. We were thinking the same thing, okay, when they were doing these demos. It turns out they were doing these demos live on their laptops to show us, like, the power of what they were doing. We're like, wait, what? You're doing that, you know, spinning that around, or you're lighting this, and you're shading it? Like, yeah, yeah. What is, and and then, as you know, we're all just turning, looking at each other, Realizing we just, you know, okay, <laughs> we just uh, got a whole new, you know, different outtake on life uh, yeah. as far as digital yeah. production. You see uh, what's possible. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was mind-blowing. It was, uh, and it was eye-opening uh, to see that. Now, having said that, which still holds true, I think, even – to now, um, and this presentation, give, mind you, was anywhere from 8, 10, 12 years ago. I can't really remember, but around there. Um, it It's awesome for video games, but it still doesn't quite work for feature film, animated feature film production. Why is that? Uh, some of the elements do, but not just as a whole um, because from what we've learned uh, even with the early uh, proprietary software that um, I started with at Pixar that eventually got redesigned, redeveloped and, and re-engineered so to speak into what is now Presto uh, feature films, right? It's just like uh, live action where you, you've, you've got shots, right? You've got these sequences that have to be done and, that workflow is still very different from video game. Yeah. And so to, to do shot based type of work, Presto is perfect for that. Like it's built for that. That's why it was built for that. And so there is stuff about the, the valve um, software that um, is awesome, but it still just doesn't, you know, completely work a hundred percent. You can't just take that software and just, make a feature film with it it would have to get modified it's not designed for it or whatever yeah was there anything that was designed in pixar that really was a game changer for you personally that just made your life a lot easier well for sure um i mean the presto software right over time uh it it kept getting refined and better and um to the point where <laughs> You know, uh, rigging within Presto just became just really easy. Like it, it not not saying it's still hard. It's just that it, you know, some examples of like you know the same character. If I did a character like ten, fifteen years ago, uh, I know that it took me anywhere from a half year to a year to do a character, um, a main character, yeah. and now you know it takes anywhere from two to three months, right? We've cut it down, not in half, we cut it down like three or four times. So going back to um, your time in Pixar, you've worked on Jerry's Game. Mm -hmm. um, what was the, you moved on to obviously to other films. What right. was your favorite film or what, was you, what are you most proud of working on? It's actually uh, split between two, okay. but... Um, if I have to just pick one, you don't. <laughs> if I, if someone had my arm behind my back and was forcing me, uh, it would be Finding Nemo. 
Okay, yeah. So that was a film that um, I'm very proud of. Uh, had a great experience on as a character lead, uh, kind of overseeing the modeling and rigging of that entire film was <laughs> a mammoth task. But I was up for the challenge, and I and I loved every minute of it. It was it was pretty amazing to see all these creatures of the ocean right come to life. Um, so many different yeah characters. You know, when you just think about marine life in general, and not to mention the the human characters, right? The dentists and Darla. Uh, so yeah, it it was a challenge, but I I loved every minute of it, and and it actually has. Uh, the favorite character I've done still to date, uh, which was Bruce, the great white shark. Oh yeah. 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 It's kind of a weird backstory is that I, I love characters with lots of teeth. (laughs) I just have this, uh, uh, I, I collect a lot of replica skull, uh, skulls of different character animals, uh, like, you know, crocodile right lots of teeth uh i have a jawbone of a shark lots of teeth right and and so saber-toothed tiger you know giant teeth so yeah i just i've i've always well dinosaur right dinosaur kind of guy and so yeah when i saw the character designs for bruce i i had to uh had to do that one even though i had my hands full mind you as the lead and so they're like are you sure you can you know help people and still do this character you know I was like, I got to do it. You know, I got to do it. I'll, I'll, you know, so I put some extra time. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Had to, uh, kind of put in some extra hours, but it was totally worth it. Yeah. It sounds like he really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a great character. So then what about from the opposite side? Is there ever, was there a character that you really, really struggled with? Ah, so that would be the wise woman from brave or the witch that is, um, for a couple of reasons, uh, just her character design was pretty pushed. Uh, but I, I wanted that challenge. So I asked for that character, but uh, the bigger reason is because brave is the first movie where we started with presto, the new, Mm -hmm. the new proprietary software. So even though we've used the old, let's just, you know, it was called Mimvi back in the day. Um, even though we, we were all accustomed, obviously, to the old proprietary software and thinking, oh, you know, the new proprietary software, just, you know, no-brainer, right? You just open it up and, yeah, things will be a little different. But it turned out, at least for me, not to be the case. It was a little tricky. It was it was almost – in fact, it was. It was really just a completely new software, you know. And then I had, on top of that, to do this very complex, you know, very um, detailed type of witch character um so yeah a lot of factors there uh, to to make that happen but i uh, got through it and she turned out to be uh amazing she is a great character yeah. yeah yeah i had a lot of fun with her even though it was it was tough yeah. so how do you even like just for yourself how do you approach a problem like that so the great thing um with pixar in general right is it's it's always about uh team team effort right and so you you know you're not always just struggling on your own as an individual um and if you are you you pixar always wants you to reach out right and just ask for help if you have to right because it's all about a team effort to get these characters you know done um and on time right uh to get the movie out on on budget on time so 
uh, yeah, it's, it's always great to, when I'm working on those characters to have a small team that, uh, you can kind of depend on meaning, um, I'm working with the character designer, right. Who designed the character mm-hmm. and the animator who's going to kind of test the character. Right. So the three of us are always kind of working together to get to the point where, uh, it can be presented to the director, right. To, sh- to show him, you know, what do you think? You know, is it, is it what you were expecting? And, uh, yeah. So So it's really collaborative. Yeah. So if I have any design issues with the character, like, Hey, you know, this, this arm design isn't quite working. You know, I work with the designer on that and we rethink or, you know, maybe rethink it or come up with another idea. Right. And so, um, and the same thing with the animator, you know, if he, gets the controls and starts saying, Oh, you know what? Can we change this to be, you know, uh, you know, a little looser, a little tight, whatever it is. Right. So, uh, it's not just me having to second guess everything. Right. It's yeah, always there's a, a support network around you. Totally. Yeah. It sounds amazing. I mean, that's the only way you're going to get these films done. It's gotta be a team effort. Yeah. Yeah. And that's throughout all of Pixar then. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Have, have you got any advice for someone who, like you back then was trying to break into the industry. So the best thing you can do at this point, if you're wanting to uh, break into the feature animated film industry, is definitely set your sights early, right? As a student to figure out what you want to do specifically. Uh, That way you can hone your skills, even as a student, right? Within the program, whether it's shading, lighting, you know, modeling, whatever it is, but definitely try to push your demo reel to, to that area. Uh, the more specific you can be about what you want to do and have more material on that reel, the better, right? Um, so that studios like Pixar can judge it. Mm-hmm. Rather than having a little bit of everything and then Pixar is looking at it and they're like, okay, well, you've, you've done a little bit of everything, but what do you really want to do? And then you don't have enough examples of one thing, right, to really dwell on. Um, so that would be, uh, yeah, the best thing to do is just really kind of buckle down and figure out what you want to do. I know that's tough to figure out right away, but if you can, that's, that's even better. And obviously, you know, taking the right courses to, uh, cater to that. Uh, and obviously even better. Um, I know it's always tricky, but if you can find a mentor, right, uh, somebody that's in the industry that you can uh, ask for advice. And then, and obviously they can, you know, I've done that more times than I can count. Um, you know, whether it's, in fact, uh, quite a f- few people from my alma mater, uh, Ringling, the student advisors there email me uh, just about every year and say, hey, Paul, can you, you know, take five, seven, eight students that and just they're going to email you and you know and they're going to have questions for you, and so I and sure enough they do they give me lots of questions and I do my best to answer them all for them um, to get them on the right path, and so um, yeah if they can find a mentor that's that's just like that's really gold because I I I can tell these students like here's exactly what you you know need to have on that reel. For, well, first I ask them right like what I was saying is like what do you want to do right and so get that out of them and then um, and then start trying to figure out how to cater their demo reel to to the standards that we look for uh, at a place like Pixar. Um, yeah, that 
you know, because, I mean, let's face it, there's, you know, in this day and age with, with computer animation industry, there's so many schools, right? So many yeah. art schools, so many universities out there, not just in the U.S., just, you know, globally, it's just so many. And now, you know, what are we going on, like 25 years more, more or less of, you know, since the films of, that I mentioned, like, you know, The Abyss and Jurassic Park, you got 25 years of, you know, not just experienced professionals, but every year, you know, every semester cranking out hundreds, if not thousands of students, right? Um, and so it's 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 an ocean out there for sure, right, to, to get through, but um, to find that one you know, a uh, special company or a special job that you want. But yeah, the more your demo reel is catered to what you want to do, the better chance you have. And obviously, you know, anything that uh, you can do at this, uh, at the school that you're at uh, to have any type of, um, well, like a, well, Internships are great, right? Like if you can either yourself land one or have the school try to land one for you, um, that's definitely a great thing to 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 get. Uh, and yeah, any types of uh, short films that you you know you could possibly enter into film festivals, right, and try to get a student award. That's, I mean. In fact, if you can, you know, which I I know a lot of schools try to get uh, a whole group projects, you know, yes. together, right, and work on short films. Uh, that would be a great thing. So you can already kind of get a feel for what, you know, happens when you're working with a whole team, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you get the great thing out of that is you, you get multiple people working on one thing. You get to, you know, have that entire film on your reel and, and of course, explain to the studios what you've done on it. Pixar's kind of famous for having Easter eggs or inside jokes. Right. Have you any favorite Easter egg? Uh, sure. I actually have uh, one that regards myself even. So uh, I was wrapping, uh, wrapping up Cars. At the end of Cars, I was walking down the hallway one day at Pixar, and uh, the director at the time, Jan Pinkova, who I worked with um, on Jerry's Game. Mm-hmm. And so he's the one that came up with the idea for Ratatouille. He he uh, he says, Paul, come over here for a second. So I walk over. Hey, Jan, how's it going? And he's like, great, great. He's like, hey, I just want you to know uh, when you come over onto uh, Ratatouille in a few months, um, I I based the main character uh, on you. And I was like, wait, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, oh, you'll see, you'll see. And he had that sly smile to him. And he just walks off. He actually just walked off and that was that. And I... I was kind of stunned. I was like, okay, I didn't know what that was all about. And I really just didn't give it any thought. I yeah. didn't. And then um, sure enough, a few months later when I get cast onto the crew and I'm looking at the art designs of the characters and they're like, and this is the one, you know, and they're all kind of have this uh, a giggle going on. <laughs> and they're like, this is one we were thinking you should work on. And I look at it. I was like, huh. And then Jan's looking at me and he's like, yeah, I based that on you, right? And he's like, and I was like, oh, <laughs> you know. So yeah, pretty much amazing. A, a bean pole with a big nose, and I was like, okay, all right, I got it. But I was, I was actually kind of flattered, obviously. Yeah. And then, that's lovely. Uh, that's a lovely up, story. Yeah, I actually ended up modeling the character and yeah. had a lot of fun with him. 
He's a great character too. Yeah. Yeah. Un- unbeknownst to me that when I was walking down the hallways, uh, a lot of times the animators were studying my movements and trying to get me to do things. <laughs> I did not know that, but yeah, they're go over there and say something funny to him, get him to laugh or, you know, and I was like, ah, uh, okay. I That's see amazing. Yeah. So that was, um, a lot of fun to work on that. Uh, and, and actually that's the film that kind of ties, um, well, it does tie finding Nemo as far as my other oh, okay. uh, favorite film to uh, work on, um, as a character lead on that as well. I shared, uh, with, uh, two other, uh, people the the, uh, character lead titles. Cause it, that one, ended up being a bit tricky uh because of the time uh it needed to get done really fast okay so it was it was all hands on deck and we were how many um, characters were you working on personally oh my gosh um i believe when i've tallied it all up one time it's um 42 characters wow yeah uh, which consisted of primary characters you know the main characters as well as secondary characters have you got any any favorites amongst them uh boy yeah so obviously bruce is my favorite character i've done to date um and (laughs) queenie there uh i actually won the uh ves award it's the visual effects society award over there in america for um colette uh, of Ratatouille, so because uh, I I worked on her as well, um, and then uh, the wise woman, the witch, and brave. Even though she was a tough one, but I I just love how she turned out in the movie. Yeah. Uh, then there's characters like, um, in, in this case, like a secondary character, Art. The um, he's he's the two legged. Uh, character in monsters university with the big mouth and he was the purple hairy guy and oh, he just had yeah. these two legs yeah, yeah. you know um i thought he was a lot of fun he turned out better than i expected you know animation wise or acting wise within the movie so he kind of blew me away when i saw him and then there's uh characters like for instance um short films like um la luna i don't know if you've seen that one I, the I boy on the moon yeah, he ended up being a, a great character. Um, and again, when you watch the film, you're uh, you're kind of just drawn right into that whole world. And so that's what makes it even better, right? When you've done the character and the film ends up just like... In the performance. Yeah, you're yeah. just drawn into it. And you're like, wow, that's my character in that movie, you know? And so that that's pretty um, great to experience. And then there's... Uh, boy so yeah so many characters i can't even think of them all i think ones that um well like for instance sullivan right from monsters inc like obviously the early characters right do have a lot of uh memories for me um and i'd say even well for instance like doug Mm -hmm. the dog right from up uh he was he ended up being you know again kind of stealing the show for me better than i thought and alpha did the doberman pincher the bad dog you know uh yeah just characters like that just they end up yeah like i you know it's not like i take my job for granted but you know i've I've done enough characters where you're like oh okay i've done it and you're, you're thinking like not you know 
you're not really thinking too much about it yeah. until you go to the like we have rap parties right for all these movies for the crew and and then you see the movie for the first time and then you see your character for the first time and you're like wow you actually you know? see him alive and right yeah. that's when you're really just yeah kind of taken back and you can really enjoy it so um what brings you over to ireland and what do you think of working here so i uh i actually came over for the european experience so to speak right as a as a as a an american or a yankee i guess <laughs> they say um <laughs> yeah i uh uh it's kind of also uh the reason, well, one of the reasons why I came over was an homage to the art director uh, at the uh, graphic design agency. He was Irish. Oh, lovely. So this was um, when I saw the uh, the uh, job position offered there at SIGGRAPH uh, um, conference in Vancouver at the time. Uh, I was like, oh, Ireland, you know, and I just... I thought that would be an amazing, uh, fun time, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, yeah, came over to, to check out Europe and haven't been disappointed. It's been a, it's been a blast. I think, uh, Dublin's a fun city, no doubt. Uh, as a, as a beer man, I've, I've got plenty of pubs to choose from. <laughs> it's, it's never been, uh, dull, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, it's, and the people at Boulder Media uh, Animation Studio have been great. They're fantastic. Well, I'm sure they're crew. glad to have you as well. Yeah, it's, a, kind of it's been a great crew to work with, and they're doing great stuff. I'm I'm pretty impressed with the 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 scale of the film and the size of the crew. You know, the relatively small uh, size of the crew. What we've been able to get done. Ah, oh, fantastic. So yeah, Ireland should be very proud of this film when it comes out. And that's that's great to hear. Yeah, because um, we. Ireland hasn't really done anything like this, so yeah, we're all kind of watching Boulder to see what happens. Yeah, yeah it'll be fun to see future projects or uh, the yeah. films uh, after this to see what happens there with the studio. Hope they yeah keep pushing, not just even Boulder, right? It, it would be great to see other studios. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Push push the industry kind of, every everyone will kind of get better together hopefully mm -hmm. yeah. yeah there's so much talent you know in europe and, and of course asian uh asia continent it's it's a shame that you know more films aren't being done i i get it though you know it's a lot of money involved to make these movies yeah it's a crazy amount of money. I, yeah. I always wonder why someone doesn't just put that amount of money into like two or three films and take a few risks, you know? But Which is exactly what Steve Jobs did and it paid yeah. off for him. You just got to have the vision, right? And determination. Do you think someone could do that again, the whole Pixar thing? Or is it is it a different industry now? Uh, no, they definitely could. Yeah. I mean, because you definitely have the talent, right? There's so many people to choose from in the industry, so you're not lacking talent. So there's definitely talent right you're not hurting there yeah it's just someone to to take the initiative to start a studio uh, and come up yeah and come up with you know some pretty fun uh, great stories which again isn't a, you get the right directors uh, with visions you know of what they want to do and storyboard artists and get to work yeah, yeah. it can be done 
So yeah, we're we're coming up to an hour, Paul. So I, I think mm. we're going to leave it there. But is there anywhere on the internet people can find more of you or your work? Uh, so I I do have a LinkedIn page okay. which doesn't have really any work on it, but I'm uh, I'm actually in the process of getting an art station okay. uh, page uh, set up, like so many other digital artists out there. Uh, I figure I got to do that. Uh, even even though um, I'm an old dog, I, I still got to get out there and, and help uh, the younger people uh, with, you know, with what I've done to show them, you know, what's yes. capable of being uh, created out there. So, yeah, I want to get a lot of the characters I've done out there. I think the, even uh, just to let people see them. You yeah, know, kind yeah. Of. And I'm hoping to get some, uh, even some very broad tutorials Oh, that'd be creating. great! Yeah, yeah. It's so good to get the, that experience yeah, and injected yeah. back into the industry. Yeah, there's obviously there's a a bunch of you know digital online tutoring type of sites, uh, but I uh, I have my own aspirations of just you know spilling a bunch of knowledge and experience just on my own personal page and and hopefully uh it helps someone out there so yeah i'll uh let you all know once i get that up and running hopefully uh, by the end of the year it's it's my goal to get it up and running yeah if you get the word out <laughs> you don't need it yeah. well listen thanks very much for coming on really appreciate it sure not a problem enjoyed it thanks for listening to the 3d meetup podcast if you have any suggestions for how we can improve the podcast or the meetup we'd love to hear from you please get in touch at 3dmeetupdublin at gmail.com. If you haven't already, join us on meetup.com to stay up to date about our upcoming events. If you're enjoying the show, please let us know by rating us on iTunes. And if you want to help us keep the lights on, please support us on buymeacoffee.com. I hope you enjoy the show, and I'll see you at the next meetup.